get it. Let's do a podcast now. Good idea. Um, week 15. Been and gone. How'd you find it? Uh, don't really remember much of it. Cool. Well, I haven't, haven't seen a lot of it. And what right. I have seen, don't remember. Wicked. Uh, enjoyed it, though. Definitely. You enjoyed the bits that you do remember? Or you remember a vague feeling of enjoyment? I remember enjoying it. Right. Okay. So that's even less useful. <laughs> I'm being honest, though. Well, that's what, that's what we want. Um, so a bit of a weird week this week because you had the normal setup, you know, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, two windows on Sunday. But you also had three Saturday games. Right. Which you didn't find time to watch it. I didn't watch the Saturday games. Um, okay. All right. Well, let's get going. Um, so let's hear. So before we do the interesting games, let's do Paul's lovely five word reviews of the less interesting games, most of which, by the sounds of it, you've not seen. No, I've reviewed it based on the score. Right. Okay. I feel like, is that what you do every week? Let's start. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, let's begin now. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 13. The Indianapolis Colts, 30. Victory like new socks. Um, I'm going to come back to that. The Denver Broncos, 17. The Detroit Lions, 42. One word. Slaughter. Okay. The Atlanta Falcons, 7. The Carolina Panthers, 9. Jeebus. Panthers did a win. The Chicago Bears, 17. The Cleveland Browns, 20. Bad luck, Bears. You lost. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 34. The Green Bay Packers, 20. Baker and boys done bits. The New York Jets, 0. The Miami Dolphins, 30. Monster game for monster team. The New York Giants, 6. The New Orleans Saints, 24. Dominant win for Saints. The Kansas City Chiefs, 27. The New England Patriots, 17. New England less shit now? Um, the San Francisco 49ers, 45. The Arizona Cardinals, 29. Closer than expected. The Washington Commanders, 20. The Los Angeles Rams, 28. Commanders got rammed narrowly. <laughs> um, and the Baltimore Ravens, 23. Jacksonville Jaguars, 7. Ravens are killers. Right, okay. Thank you, Paul. That concludes our five-word reviews section. You're welcome. You liked the, the got rammed narrowly one, didn't you? you um, did a little chuckle for that one. Yeah. I mean, rammed is such an aggressive action. 
but to just do it a bit. I know it's funny. That's why I wrote it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think a few things to pick you up on. What was the first one? It's like something like a new pair of socks or something? Well, Colt Steelers victory like new socks. Just meaning nice. Just like comfortable victory, isn't it? Comfortable victory. Oh, okay. New socks comfortable. Okay, nice. Um, yeah. Okay, and to answer your question, I don't think the New England Patriots are less shit now. Well, they've not done terrible for a couple of weeks. I think they're still the second I mean, they, worst team in the league. They did. Uh, they still lost by ten points, but yeah, yeah, against a not good Kansas City time side. Um. Thursday night football. The Los Angeles Chargers play the Las Vegas Raiders in Vegas and get shellacked. 21-63. Holy fuck. Lots of points. Many points. So you didn't watch this game? No, and when I was looking at the scores earlier, that one was... I just missed that one until literally a second ago. Oh. Okay. Oh, so that's, that's fresh news. Super fresh since, not since we started recording. Since we started our Zoom call, which was five minutes before we started recording. So how how does how does that make you feel? That's cool then. Uh, well, a bit annoyed I didn't watch it. Not that it was, was a close game, but it's just would be cool to watch that many points. Mm. Um. Yeah, just super surprised that Raiders scored 63 points. I feel like they haven't scored 63 points in the other 14 games combined. Um, Yeah, well, the week before this, week 14, the Raiders scored zero points. Yeah, and that was, wasn't too shocking. 63 points is far more shocking. Yeah. Um, this on paper was an appalling game. Because um, not only you got two down-and-out teams... But you always had two backup quarterbacks, Aiden O'Connell for the Raiders, and Easton Stick was playing in place of Justin Herbert for the Chargers. So not a great kind of prime time game. Um, but yeah, and that after the first quarter, twenty-one nothing to Raiders after the first quarter. A half time, forty-two nothing. Um, it was ridiculous. What have I written down? Four lost fumbles for the Chargers and the pick six. <laughs> um, 63 points is the most in Raiders franchise history. They've never scored that many before. No, I'm not surprised. No. Um, and what... Like so the they Chargers... drew the second half. Second half was a draw. Yeah, 21s in the second half. I guess. Um, but what it made me wonder, because while obviously this is great for the Raiders, I think it says more about the Chargers. Um, and they've sort of been not good all year, but have had some nice moments and stuff. But I just kind of wonder, this is the first game they played without Justin Herbert. I wonder, you know, if you're talking about, I mean, if you're talking about, you know, most valuable player, how valuable is Justin Herbert to this team? 
i.e. without M, are they one of, if not the worst team in the league? Do you know what I mean? Did they have him last week? When they scored the... zero? Uh, when they were injured? No, so it was the Raiders that scored zero last week. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Chargers. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Keep up. Um... Uh, so you think he's in that discussion? He's not the MVP discussion. I'm just, in terms of how valuable is he to the Chargers, I think this was a good case for him. Uh, He's Chargers MVP. Yes. And I think, um, obviously, he gets a lot of, a lot of people think he's great, but then a lot of people say things like, you know, he can play great and he can throw the nice passes, but he's not winning much, you know. They lost 27, you know, they were 27 nothing up in the playoffs and lost. And now maybe not... are we seeing that actually Herbert's been elevating the Chargers this whole time rather than like not keeping them down, but like failing to get them over the hurdle. Should we be, does it reframe how we think about Justin Herbert and the Chargers? Yeah, I think the fact that they don't win, you can't say oh, that makes him. You can't really take that away from him because it's such a huge team. Yeah. It's not like a different... It's not like if you're doing tennis duos. Doubles. Doubles. Whatever you want to call it. Someone's been playing to watch Fortnite. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what? 45 people that play? Yeah, yeah. So one person, you can't say, oh, they're not great because the team's not winning. Well, I, yeah. I realise it's although, a very important position. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm not saying that this one result changes everything, but it perhaps is a nice refresher. To I think there would be a lot of detractors who would say Justin Herbert's not that good based on this season. I think maybe this game maybe says actually... He's been doing very well with not much. Yeah. Um, or maybe that's just me thinking that because I like him. Well, that's also possible. Um, but yeah, so that was Thursday. On Friday, I think it was Friday, um, the Chargers head coach and general manager were both relieved of their duties. Wow. So and I think... If they could have got so changing half everything, time, it probably would have done. Do you know what I mean? Head coach and general manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, there's been rumours linking Bill Belichick to the Chargers next year. Um, which would make sense why you'd get rid of your manager because some it depends what kind of head coach you have to what kind of manager you need. Um, because normally the manager is more of the boss. But if you have a head coach like Bill Belichick, they're going to be more of the boss. If that makes yeah. sense. Um, so yeah, so Chargers have an interim head coach, whose name I haven't written down, who will take charge for the rest of the season. But I think it's been coming. I think it kind of needed to happen, really, for the Chargers. Especially That's crazy. Justin Herbert, and you need, you know... There's a finite clock for how long a football player is going to be at the top of their game. You can't keep wasting years 
Um, but yeah, so hopefully Chargers can be better next year. Do you hope for that? Yeah, I do. I kind of root for him a bit. Okay. Um, should we move on to Saturday? Let's move on to Saturday. All right. So three games on Saturday. Two of them you did in your five-word reviews. But the earliest game, the Minnesota Vikings go to Cincinnati to play the Bengals and lose 24-27 in overtime. So you've not seen this one. I've not what seen did you make this one. of the score? Well, it was really close. <laughs> Such insight. <It's> incredible. <laughs> I wrote uh, from a five-word review, like driving old country lanes. Uh, it's a bit tight. It's tight, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I thought the the good thing with this game, it was really kind of well poised going in. You had two teams in different conferences, who are both seven and six. Both have had a bit of an up and down year. Both on backup quarterbacks. And both sort of needing a win to stay alive. Uh, the Vikings maybe are still alive with with the loss, but um, Cincinnati definitely needed it. Um, but yeah, it's sort of like the Vikings looked like they were going to win. They were... I can't remember how many points. They were winning. Okay. And they didn't win. Um, <laughs> yeah, Nick Mullins was quarterback in the Vikings. Um and he made two interceptions made through through two interceptions like in the red zone um in the first half very much okay. um not so Vikings probably made more yards but didn't um, convert it to points i don't have those statistics in front of me i couldn't possibly comment um, well based on that information Based on that information, two times they made it to the red zone and didn't no get points. points. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then later on in the game, Jake Browning started playing really well. He's looked pretty good um, as the backup to uh, to Burrow. Um, and then there was an incredible catch, which if you've not seen, I would encourage you to seek out that T. Higgins made to tie it up late in the fourth. Um, it was a it was a long like deep pass, and he catches it. It was an incredible catch, anyway. But he catches it about the about the one yard line, like right on the on the boundary. Um, and he's sort of facing the wrong way, and as he's kind of falling down, he kind of swings his arm around behind his back, and pokes the ball like, over the goal line. It was it was remarkable. Okay, nice. Um. Yeah. Um and now crucially Cincinnati are still alive and have a bit of juice. We expect to see them in the playoffs. Well it's very tight in the AFC. I don't have you looked at the standings recently? I don't think I looked at the standings this season. Cool. Well you you don't really need to until about this time of year. Um but yeah, there's an awful lot of teams very, very close for that wild card spot. Um, like eight and six. I think 
there's a few nine and fives, and then like I don't know how many eight and sixes, like five teams that are eight and six, and then a couple that are seven and seven. Yeah, it's all battling out. Yeah, and to be honest, it'll probably come down to what kind of schedule you got left. Um, right, okay. So that was Saturday. Um, moving on, right. So we had an early window on Sunday, which you watched on Red Zone, presumably. Yeah, I watched the early window on Red Zone. Nice. Um, and the pick of the bunch, well, it wasn't really a great game for the most part. Um but had a nice finale. The Houston Texans, 19. The Tennessee Titans, 16. Yeah, Texans are pretty good at doing nice finales. Mm, yeah. Not always positive, but... Always interesting. Always interesting, yeah. They're a good team to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was sort of wanted Titans to win. But overall, was pretty happy with the game. You want the Titans to win? I don't know. Yeah. I like both of them, both teams. But, but, but why did you want the Titans to win? I don't know. I just was rooting for them. Okay. I don't think we're going to get anywhere there, are we? No, I'm not. Not unhappy <laughs> Texans won overly. I was, but I wasn't like gutted. Mm. I sort of want both teams to do well, which is quite hard when they play each other. Um, uh, yeah, famously difficult. Yeah, Will Levis got injured. Yeah, mayonnaise man. What's that? Is he going to be back for next week? Do we know this? I might do a little Google while you talk more about the game. Oh, oh, okay. This was kind of your game. Um, Putting you on the spot. Well, I think, well, there's lots of things in this game, but the the uniform situation is interesting. Have you heard about this? Well, I know they wear the Oilers kit, and obviously that's sort of, I don't know. I'm not sure if a diss is the right word, but... uh, they did it deliberately against Texans. Because? Well, I guess they both got claims to Houston. Yeah. 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 So the Houston Oilers became the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a weird vibe to wear those against the Texans. Because it's sort of like... Who are you? Like, I don't mind a bit of like shithousery, which is, which is essentially what this is, right? But, like, what is like the Titans' beef with the people of Houston? Do you know what I mean? With like Houston fans? Like, I understand why people in Houston have beef with the Titans because they left, and like there was, you know, their team in their city they loved, and then. For you know, money reasons and corporate reasons and stuff, it got literally just taken away. So I understand why Houston fans and the people of Houston might not like the Titans. But why do the Titans not like Houston or not like the Texans? 
Well, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's just to get in like the players' heads. Yeah, I think the players don't care as much. Do you know what I mean, they have no say in what team they're on most of the time. And regardless, it didn't work because they lost. They did lose. Maybe they would have lost by loads had they not done that there. Maybe it really influenced it. Mm. I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Update on the injury. Or well, oh, the yeah. latest update, I don't know how recent this is, is that he will not practice Wednesday, which is for us recording yesterday. Right. Um, so Levis didn't practice yesterday. But Ryan Tannehill was taking like first team snaps. Okay. So we expect to see Tannehill at the weekend. That's what that certainly suggests. Yeah. I mean, okay. if he's good enough to take snaps at practice, and he was the first choice. Yeah, I would think. I would think if Levis isn't practicing, it will be Tannehill. Um, yeah, which doesn't necess- fill me with excitement. It's less exciting, but it's not a bad option. I'd be worried if it was Malik Willis, for example. Um, Tannehill. I don't want to call him a safe pair of hands, which I probably have done before, but a he knows what he's hands. doing. Yeah, a boring pair of hands, yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, a big win for the Texans, who, I mean, we'll get on to... No, we won't. We won't go on to Jacksonville later because we did that. But it makes the AFC South quite interesting because you don't have three teams atop the AFC South. On eight and six. On eight and six? At eight and six. Um, so I think the Jags are top on the tiebreaker. But then you've got Indianapolis and Texans. All there. All there. All still in the fight. Right. The late window. This is this is the game of the week going in on paper. This is the big one. Um the Dallas Cowboys go to Buffalo to play the Bills and get beat. And get beat pretty bad. Three touchdowns. That's crazy. Three touchdowns. That a difference in points. Oh, yeah. I mean I thought, just... I thought Cowboys would win that game. I don't know, you picked them in our little picks competition. Yeah, that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this was a really good game for Buffalo, who are on a bit of a heater all of a sudden. Um, and I think to play at home, you know, in the cold, to welcome in a very hot Dallas team and kind of beat them up, like the Bills' defense really showed up. Um, but also, their running game was just insane. But in the second half, they all they did was just run, 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 run. I think Josh Allen must have completed like ten passes tops. Like, it must be so frustrating Cook. if you're on defense and they just and you can predict mm-hmm. what they do and it's just consistently beating you. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, especially if, if you're winning. If you're winning and you can run the ball, you're you know you're tiring out the defense. You're working the clock, 
and you're just kind of demoralizing your opponent because you just the offense is sat there waiting. And then it and then when they do eventually get back on the field, they feel like they gotta do something. And that's where mistakes come in. Um but yeah, huge game for Buffalo, who are now two games behind Miami in the East. Um and Miami have got to play Dallas and Baltimore. And then the Buffalo, I, can't, I think they got the Chargers and can't remember, someone else of a similar kind of quality. And then in week 18, they play each other. So oh, that game. That's going to be for the division. Be exciting. Um, but yeah, great game. Um, a bit of a blow for Dax kind of MVP um, campaign. Um, I mean, didn't play like especially badly, as far as I recall, but certainly not carrying a team to victory. Um, so once again, Dallas play a proper contender and get bullied and lose heavily. Um, yeah, in that sense, they're a bit like Miami, aren't they? Mm, when they play yeah. bad teams, they look like the best team in the league. And when they play good teams, they look extremely average. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, they did beat Philly. And that's when we were like, right, okay. They've sorted out all their shit. They're back. And in a way, like losing heavily or losing to like a, a big rival or contender earlier in the season is more excusable. But by now, you've got to have it all sorted out. Because if you don't have it sorted out in December... Well, you know, late December as well. Who's to say you're going to have it sorted out in January when it matters? And you know, you can guarantee if you're playing in January, you're going to be playing against some decent teams. So, not good for Dallas. Uh, and another road loss. They're one of the teams that are significantly worse on the road than at home. And obviously, if they don't get, if they don't win the division, then they're going to have a road playoff game. Well, all the playoff games will be on the road. I wonder if if weather comes makes any sort of impact. Because mm, the weather yeah. was crazy on Sunday. Obviously, I only watched the, the early window. But the weather was crazy for some of them games. Yeah, and, and I imagine Cowboys, where they train, will be pretty warm. And then going to Buffalo, it's got to be like the two extremes of the league. Yeah, so, yeah, bang on. So Buffalo's really cold, often snowy, rainy, windy, big outside, uncovered stadium. Um, Dallas, obviously a much warmer climate, but it's also a dome stadium, so it's inside. So there's no weather uh, when they're actually playing. Uh-huh. Who was the Brainiac that built? built a stadium in Buffalo and was like, we'll just do an outdoor one here. Do you know? Good question. But I quite like it. I wouldn't... Want to go? <laughs> I mean, I would want to go. But I mean, if it was my team and my stadium and I was going every week, maybe I'd be a bit like... Could at least put a roof on it. Yeah. Um. But um. yeah, in a way, like if you're... If you're like the general manager of the Bills and you're making these, you're making these 
decisions, you're going to want it to be outside because that's that's your advantage. Do you know what I mean? You're better than That's teams what in the you cold say. because you're used to the cold. So Yeah. make sure when you play at home, it's in the cold. But yeah, very nice. Okay, let's. So that was the late window game of the week on Sunday. But it had Sunday night football, which I'm not going to mention because you did your five word review where Jacksonville lost to Baltimore. But then a game that we cannot not mention the Monday night spectacular Philadelphia Eagles. We could not mention it. Go to Seattle. And lose seventeen twenty. Again. Yeah, was three in a row. Yeah. This is After not quite ideal. a lot in a row of Of wins. winning. Mm, yeah. I mean, they have been, they played three solid teams. But you'd think, I mean, at the start of each game, you'd probably put. them favourite against Cowboys and Seahawks. Maybe not 49ers. Yeah, well, I think the Niners-Eagles game going in was, I think, Niners were slight favourites. Um, but then, yeah, Philly would have been favourites against Dallas, I expect. Um, and definitely against the Seahawks, who didn't have Geno Smith. Um, last week, I picked the Seahawks for this game, and I said, but if they don't have Geno Smith, I want to move out of it. And you said, no, you can't do that. And I said, fine. They didn't have Jenna Smith. Drew Locke started. Um, and they still won. Ah, it's so sad. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could give you some in, like some kind of analysis, but I've only kind of seen the highlights of this one. Because um, I didn't have time. But the final drive by Drew Locke was very nice. Lots of nice plays. I mean, it probably wouldn't have been nice for you to watch it. To be fair, I've missed two Eagles games this season. I think I've chosen wisely. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the good news is that Dallas lost as well. So Yeah, that is good news. That's you should always still win the good division. news. Because I think, I think Dallas are top of the division on tiebreakers at the moment. But if you if both teams win out, I think the Eagles will go top because you've still got more division games left. So you've got to play, I think it's the Giants twice We got and Arizona. Yeah, I know we got Giants next week. Yes, I think you got Giants next week and week 18. I think it was Arizona in the middle. Cowboys have to beat Dolphins. Uh, yeah. I can't Which remember who else they have, but yeah. an interesting one. Probably Mm. the league's best offense against the best defense. Close to that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, weirdly, you just said that Dallas are a bit like Miami in that they're Yeah, good against the shit teams. it would be interesting how they play against each Yeah. other. Um, I got no good prediction for that. I feel like either team could win or it could be really close and it could be really high scoring or it could be really low scoring. Yeah, I think it's a really tricky one to call. Um, I just think Dallas, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe Dallas. I think I feel like when their back's against the wall, they'll come out firing. Um, 
All right. Okay. Well, that kind of concludes our run through of the week 15 games, I believe. Okay. We've got some uh, some other little sections then before we get into week 16. Yeah. All right. Let's power through these. So. Paul, who is the team for you whose stock has risen after week 15? Ravens. Oh, really? Yeah, I'd say it's risen, which is mad because it was already extremely fucking high. But Jags are a very good team. And they won comfortably. Yeah, what I would say is it wasn't as comfortable as the scoreline looks. Um, because the Jags in the first half, the Jags coughed up the ball four times. They had so by coughed up, I mean had decent drives and didn't score. So they had two missed field goals from about fifty. Um, Trevor Lawrence just fumbled it. It just like was running, wasn't even hit, and just dropped it. Um, and then they had the ball right at the end of the half. And it was like on the goal line and Trevor Lawrence threw a pass and he was tackled in bounds and the time expired. Okay. So they could have scored more points and definitely should have. Um, but I do like that Baltimore are just kind of winning without, I mean, Lamar Jackson looked very good in this game, but um, without kind of setting the world alight, they just keep, keep beating whoever's in front of them. And I, if I was a if I was a Baltimore fan, I'd be very pleased about that. Obviously, pleased that they're winning, but just they just keep like plodding along. Um, and they've looked kind of good all season. Even their all their losses this year, they I feel like they could have won all those games. Um, yeah, sorry. So Baltimore. So like I said earlier, wait, where was I going with that? Oh. You were saying about the standings earlier. Mm-hmm. In my head, they have the second best record. Or maybe joint second or third best record. I think they have. I think it's like San and... Fran, Eagles, and Lions are all sort of up there in my head. Uh, so I don't have the standings in front of me, but I think uh, the Niners and Ravens are 11 and 3. Um, Was it? Numero uno. Yeah, so they're the number ones the in top record in in both conferences. Okay, and they play each other next week on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas, everyone! Merry Christmas, Paul. Um, <laughs> who's your top team? Stock well, risen. Um. I've gone. I wanted to mention Buffalo, but we already did that. Um, so I've gone for Detroit because they were on a bit of a slide, and I was like, "Oh no!" Um, I thought they just kind of fall into the middle of the pack um, in terms of quality, not necessarily in terms of their record. But this was a very nice game they played. Jamal Gibbs looked fantastic. Jared Goff through five touchdown passes or whatever it was. Like, this was a very nice performance. And their defense stepped up. Um, 
which they haven't done um, for many games this season. So that was nice. Um, so my answer is Detroit. Okie doke. Um, stock falling. The team whose your opinion of has gone down. Well, this is a sad one because I've said Eagles. Ah, for I mean, sort of obvious uh, reasons. Yeah, three on the bounce. Who have you gone for? Um, I've actually written down four teams. I've written <laughs> um, uh, Denver. I thought they were real contenders, and now I thought I don't. Not like Super Bowl contenders, but I thought they were looking a bit dangerous. Now I don't. Atlanta, my opinion of them was has always been low. It's got even Oh, low. yeah. That's I was very one. happy to see the Panthers beat them because I think the Falcons, I don't like them. Fuck them. Um, the Packers, for similar reasons to Denver. Um, and uh, I'll go with my, my actual answer can be the Jags, who, yeah, like when you were saying about Baltimore, you said they beat the Jags, who are a good team. And now I'm like, oh, are they? Like, the yeah. joint top of their division with Houston and Indianapolis. Um, and they just look, they're not quite there. I mean, Lawrence hasn't been, he hasn't been bad, but he's not sort of quite been the difference maker you were kind of hoping he would or could be. Um, he's certainly had his moments, which a few too many mistakes, like he fumbled the ball, like just from running uh, in this game. So I do kind of worry about them. Um, I think they'll still be alright. I still think they'll certainly make the playoffs, but oh, I don't know. I was kind of hoping they'd finish like I don't know, eleven and six, twelve and five, something like that. Um, but now I'm thinking it'll probably be like nine and nine and eight or ten and seven. Yeah, it would be a good run now if they finish twelve and five. That'd be very impressive. That would be impressive. That would be impressive. Um, okay. Who is your MVP of the week? Your most valuable player? The week? Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett? Yeah, mate. Wow. I uh, don't even remember the game, really. But Cleveland against Chicago. I just wrote down that he had a really good game. Which is an uncommon for him. He has lots of good games, but this one good enough for MVP. IMO. I think the problem with him is that he would be up there for, well, he still is up there for Defensive Player of the Year. I think if he was on a better team, he'd probably be, you know, number one in the favourites category. Yeah. That's a weird way of saying that. You know what I mean? He'd be the favourite for that award, but I don't know. I don't think on the Browns he's going to get there. Not the Browns are bad. They're what, like nine and five. They're solid. They're a solid They're a team. Solid team. Um, Jonathan's MVP is um, James Cook. Who's James Cook? Who's James Cook? Who's James He's, Cook? He's um, the Buffalo running back. Okay. Younger yeah, brother they... Dalvin Cook. They had a quite a good game this week. Yeah. Well. They did. And like I said, they just kept running the ball. And part of that was because Cook was so good. He's, I don't know how many, I think he scored three touchdowns. I don't know, it's off the top of my head. Uh, I think he dropped another one. Like, he was very good. Um, 
my, my honorable mention was Jameer Gibbs, very similar uh, kind of player team. It was a vibe. good good running running back week this week. Good running back week. I could have picked CMC as well. I won, feel like you want to pick touchdowns. him every week. Well, he is he is the MVP most weeks. <laughs> that is genuinely fair. He is. Yeah. <laughs> um, wicked. All right. What is your darkness retreat moment? The low light of the week. Uh, I've gone for an injury because that's what we tend to do. Yep. Will Levis. Mm, yeah. Well, hopefully he'll be back. I mean, milk is good for your bones, but he replaces it with mayonnaise, so I don't know how it would recover. Uh, yeah, is mayonnaise good for your bones? It's eggs, isn't it? Yeah, which good protein. Well, that's more good for your muscles than your bones. Yeah, what's it? Calcium. Is that, is that what you need? Yeah, but he could probably supplement and still have mayonnaise, so... I'm sure he'll get sound recovery advice from uh, from the trainers at Titans. You reckon? Yeah, and if not, he'd probably listen to this. So yeah, get some it. calcium in you. Good lad. Yeah, come on, Will. Sort it out, mate. Was that also your darkness retreat? Um, no, I'd forgotten he was even hurt. Um, mine was... It was a weird one because it was sort of a nice moment. But it sort of wasn't. Was Chicago's failed Hail Mary attempt? Um, yeah. That was just ridiculous. Because it's like you don't expect anyone to catch a Hail Mary. Um, but when it fell to Darnell Mooney, so for anyone who didn't see it, long Hail Mary passed into the end zone, is kind of batted down by a defender. And falls right into the chest of Darnell Mooney as he's lying on the ground in the end zone. And he kind of catches it, and then kind of bounces off him, and then like bounces off his knee and ends up being intercepted. And it's like that's exactly what you want to happen in a Hail Mary, really, is it's just bounce around and fall right into the arms of one of your best wide receivers. And yeah, he coughs it up. Yeah, a bit of a roller coaster to that, isn't it? It really was a roller coaster. Um, but yeah, I put it in my dance retreat thing, but I did quite enjoy watching it still. Yeah, I mean, it's it still makes good television. You just sort of hoped it went the other way. Yeah, it would have made better television if it, you know, if, if it... the interceptor also fumbled it, and then a, and then a bear caught it. Well, Chicago need, bear, not like they need to redo it. It would make better television if a real bear caught it. Let's be I honest. Know, I'd, I'd find that frightening. Because well, on one level, I'd be like, "Oh my god, like scared of the bear." Also, I'd be like, "He's learned how to catch." We're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if bears start learning those sort of things. We're we're goners. Yeah. If they can learn to catch, what else can they learn? They'll take over fast. Exactly. Don't oh. teach a bear Pythagoras. It's the moral of the story. Yeah. God, they'll be fucking constructing right angle triangles all day. Yeah. <laughs> We're done for. Um, all right, Paul. Here we go. What is your highlight of the week? Dun, 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 dun. Um, 
weirdly, coming from Packers, I don't think they've had a highlight of the week from anyone before. Probably not. Uh, someone I didn't know before this week, Jaden Reed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, don't know if you know what I'm going to say. Nope. An uh, incredible uh, touchdown catch. Uh, what was so incredible about it was that he managed to get his feet down when I'm pretty sure it was close to biologically impossible. Like where um... he's upper body was and where he's and the momentum he had and then his feet somehow he got in right okay I don't remember this play well I would recommend a, a <laughs> watch post post podcast a post podcast watch yeah okay I think I have a feeling he might be a rookie he is a rookie I wrote that down yeah I think all the Green Bay Packers skill position players that are good are rookies <laughs> Uh, which in which a way is, is a good thing for yeah two years down the line. Yeah, hire some um, veteran good players as well, and then you've got a solid team. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. They're missing. They're still missing quite a lot of things. Uh, I think he he might have got an injury in that game as well. So I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, well, change change my darkness retreat then. Fuck you, Will <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> Um. Yeah, he got injured in the fourth quarter and never came back. No, I think as long as this article I'm reading is current, but it, it looks up. Um, it's in color anyway. It's not. <laughs> what was your highlight, John? Um, a bit of an anticlimax because mine was that T Higgins catch I already mentioned. Um, but that was one of the ones where I'm watching it and you see it happen, and I'm kind of jumping up going what no what no. how um <laughs> so that's how that made me feel <laughs> so that was quite nice um and that was like right at the end of the game to tie it up to take it to overtime and i wanted the Bengals to win um as well so that was nice yeah that is all good stuff in it I'm ready for week 16 predictions, I am. Let's get it. Mm. Mm. All right. Big week, week 16. Because we got a lot of games in a lot of different windows. Yeah, it's unusual because of Christmas. Yes. So, let's just go through them. Um, on Thursday Night Football, so has already happened by the time this podcast is released... Um, the New Orleans Saints play the Los Angeles Rams. I've gone for the Rams in this one. Who do you want, Paul? That's stupid. We all know Saints won. Oh. It happened New yesterday, or... mate, and you don't even know that. Um, and then we have two games on Saturday, according to what I've written here, which is the Cincinnati Bengals playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, the first of those. I've gone for the Bengals. Oh, my God. I've gone Steelers. Have you? I have, yeah. Well, that's silly. Not silly, mate. I've just got two points then. You've got zero. Okay. Oh, I'm going to win this season. Um, And then the Buffalo Bills play the Chargers also on Saturday. I've gone for the Bills. Yeah, I've gone for Bills as well. 
Yeah, well, Chargers have that new coach, a little bounce. Yeah, I think it's going to, if anything, hurt them. Not saying anything <laughs> about the new coach, just a, a change at this point. What happened? They helped the Raiders. They won their first game after firing Josh McDaniel. Um, well, we'll see. But sticking with Bills. Yeah. All right. And now we're getting to business as usual. Sunday games. The Indianapolis Colts against the Atlanta Falcons. Cut off the Colts. Yeah. Um, I feel like pretty Packers... much anyone can beat Falcons at this point. Well, yeah. If Carolina can, anyone can. Um, the Packers go to Carolina to play the Panthers. Packers, uh, Packers yeah. Yeah. Um, the Browns go to Houston to play the Texans. Tricky one. Ooh, I've gone for Browns. Oh, so have I. I would pref- much prefer uh, the Texans to win that, but yeah, I would also be rooting for Texans. Depends but... if CJ Stroud plays. I've kind of assumed he's not, but maybe he will be. Um, okay, and then a divisional game in the NFC North. The Detroit Lions against the Minnesota Vikings. Lions. Yeah, Lions. I've got that as well. The Washington Commanders against the New York Jets. Commanders for me. And me. I mean, that's a pretty rough game on paper, isn't it? Jeez. Um, the Seattle Seahawks against the Tennessee Titans. Seahawks. Yep. Me too. They can um, beat Eagles for God's sake. They're amazing. Well, that's all it takes. Um, the Jets for Jaguars against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jags. Jags. Despite what I said earlier. Um, battle of two not so great teams. The Arizona Cardinals and the Chicago Bears. I've gone Bears. They draw. Oh, Paul's gone for a tie. Still haven't have, had a single tie all season. Um, now I'm starting to feel like maybe it's a bad idea to predict a tie every single week. Well, we very almost had one last week. If the Texans missed that field goal, it's a tie. And it's from 54. Yeah. So It wasn't the game I one. predicted, though, last week. No, it wasn't, no. I cannot express how happy I was when that went over. <laughs> Even though most of the game I was rooting for Titans, I was just like, this would crush me if this yeah. ended the tie. Um, here we go. The big game in the late window on Sunday, which is Christmas Eve. The Dallas Cowboys go to Miami to play the Dolphins, both teams looking to win their respective divisions in the East. I really thought you were just going to leave that. <laughs> Both teams trying looking to win. To win. Uh, I've gone for Speedy Gonzalez. Oh, Speedy Gonzalez, the Miami Dolphins. I've gone for the Cowboys. Uh, it was a, a, a bit of a coin flip for me, but I think coming off a loss, I think they, in a way they need it more. I think Miami know that it's probably going to come down to the last game. Um but hey, um, and then on Sunday Night Football, a much less interesting game. The New England Patriots go to Denver to play the Broncos. 
I've gone for the Broncos, obviously. I've also gone Broncos. Yeah. I would say the least interesting game of the week. Um, I think Washington Jets. I think Packers Panthers is better. You think Washington Jets is the worst? Yeah. Because okay. the Jets have no offense. They scored zero points last week. Yeah, I mean, um, I certainly don't want to start defending that game, saying that will be a great one. Speaking of not great ones, the Las Vegas Raiders go to Kansas City to play the Chiefs on Christmas morning. What do you mean not a great one? These are both teams that are capable of scoring 60-plus points. Um, I don't know. The Chiefs have not scored that many points. Shooting <laughs> <laughs> is going to be Raiders fucking dominating. Will you say that? I'm going to say Chiefs, but you go for Raiders, sure. I have, and then we've I got Eagles against Giants. <laughs> uh, sure, yes, we have. Oh, it's weird that you've said that. The Giants <laughs> play the Eagles also on Christmas Day, the late window on Christmas Day. Um, I've gone for the Eagles, obviously. Yeah, same. If we can't beat Giants, we are fucked. <laughs> and then the biggest game of the week. The two number one seeds go head-to-head in San Francisco as the Niners welcome the Ravens. I've got Niners, obviously. I've also got Niners. Yeah. Wicked. All right. It'd be weird trying to watch football at Christmas. I don't think I did it at all last year. I can't remember. Yeah, it'd be sort of hard to navigate. But we'll see how we get on. Yeah, but, it's yeah. nice that, you know, between us, we're with two votes to have the football on the main, on the main telly. Yeah, I think 49ers... Obviously, I want to watch the Eagles game, but I think 49ers-Ravens, we have to watch that in full without spoilers. So, yeah, it, ideally it is, um... live, but... It's when at like one AM. Well, ideally the next day, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Boxing Day morning. Boxing Day morning. Yeah, we could do Boxing Day morning. Um, Have a tinny for breakfast and watch Forty Niners Ravens. God. Okay. Well, let's let's stop planning our Christmas on the podcast. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to the good people before we leave, Paul? Uh, have a good Christmas. Have a good Christmas. Uh, and a good week. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I'm bye. nice. Bye. <laughs>